재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 6시간 비행기 탔어요 6시간 금연하셨네요 회의를 2시간 넘게 했어요 2시간 금연하신 거예요 금연이요? 담배를 참아야 할때나 금연하고 있는 거야 라고 생각해 보세요 생각의 변화가 금연의 시작이 됩니다 이렇게 참은 김에 이참에 금연 보건복지부 Well, there was a recent study conducted in Australia that found children who played online video games tend to perform better in math, science, and reading scores, which confounds the traditional wisdom that gaming is detrimental to a child's development and well-being. So to help us learn more about the potential correlations between academic performance and gaming, as well as other hobbies and activities, uh, we have from the Department of Economics, Finance, and Marketing at Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, Professor Alberto Pozzo, who led the study that we just mentioned. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor. Uh, first off, could you give us a brief rundown of the study, how large the sample size was, what kind of data was collected, and what your initial findings were? Sure. Uh, so the study looked at 12,000 15-year-old students. The, the data was collected by the OECD across OECD countries, and I looked at basically the uh, Australian sample. Um, the study that the survey ran by the OECD started with a test for math, English, and science, as you mentioned. And then uh, the students were asked to complete a survey that had a bunch of questions, including things like um, uh, their parents' level of education and their parents' level of, uh, and their parents' occupation, as well as how they're spending their free time. And uh, when looking at free time in this generation, one of the important things is how they're spending their time online. And uh, I looked at how much time they're spending on things like um, social networks as well as on gaming. Right. And it's interesting where I suppose the headlines that are being made and obviously all the media requests that you're getting in regards to the findings is that it sort of flies in the face of conventional wisdom, especially, I suppose, from, you can say, um, people of an older generation where there is somewhat of a correlation between uh, students who are uh, gamers or playing games and some kind of positive aspects to uh a better economic performance in the fields of math and science and reading? Correct. So the uh, the data shows that, as you mentioned, the positive correlation between um, the amount of time that kids spend on, on online gaming and their um, outcomes in the math, reading, and science tests. And this could be interpreted in two ways. Either kids that are really, really good at math, reading, and science also like video games, or it could be interpreted in a way that suggests that perhaps the games are leading to uh, uh, in- increased improvements in, in these tests. So in either way, it doesn't seem to be such a big waste of time, as people, as, as you mentioned, as people were thinking, because the correlation is positive. We here in South Korea, I think, generally as a society, has has generally a different perception of gamers because a lot often some of these celebrity gamers are rock stars and they they make a lot of money and and uh, broadcasts of of these popular games uh, these tournaments being played are quite popular here but mm-hmm. would you say that um, the correlations found in your study extend beyond um 
just purely test scores? Are there any other cognitive or psychological benefits, perhaps, um, that could be associated with gaming? It is possible, and as part of the study, of course, I, I did a very wide literature review. And in the literature review, you do see some some uh, psychologists and some educational experts saying that gaming can have some positive outcomes. And, and some of the reasons may be, for example, that uh, they're training gamers to solve puzzles, and these can often be quite difficult. And in a way, a way to think about some games is that they can be um, like a gym for the for the brain, mm. and according to some of the psychologists and and educational experts, this gym for the brain can sharpen some existing cognitive skills and therefore lead to um, just better performance. Now, my my results are consistent with this, although as you as you've mentioned, only a correlation and do not necessarily prove this theory. It's easy then for someone who is listening to us discuss this and um, automatically assume that, well, technology and everything associated with this now must be beneficial to my brain. But there's a difference, I suppose, between somebody who has reached an expert level in League of Legends or Warcraft and someone who is just simply on their Instagram or Facebook feeds all day. This seems like a bit of a, uh, I guess, a contrast, but why does heavy social media use actually have a negative correlation with academic performance? Well, again, as you mentioned, there is a negative correlation with these three tests. And I think it is interesting in the sense that perhaps, uh, so I'm an economist, and one of the things we think about is uh, time as, as a limited resource. And if I think of time as a limited resource, then perhaps, if I spend way too much time on, on social media, then I'm leaving not enough time to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And although gaming can be a waste of time as well, it, it's perhaps possible that gaming is sharpening some skills. Well, in social media use, we're essentially um, commenting on things very superficially with a lot of likes, a, a very, very quick uh, sentence, and we're looking at, at very superficial comments by other people, and as a result, we're not really training the brain in, in cognitive ability in the, in the same regard, which perhaps could be suggestive of the negative, which perhaps could explain some of this negative correlation. Uh, perhaps the parents listening are going to be a little bit uh, uh, dismayed. Maybe the, the kids listening right now uh, feel a little bit more emboldened or, or I suppose satisfied that what they've been doing is beneficial. Do you believe in the future that video games could be incorporated into an education system? Yeah, you know, in uh, around the world, uh, there's a very, very large movement uh, from teachers, for example, that want to get uh, a few more games in their in their educational system, and one of the things that's sort of interesting is thinking, well, how how would this work? Well, imagine you apply a game to the curriculum where a child would have to sort of pass a pass a particular level, maybe using some math, and in a way, intuitively, this could make a lot of the learning fun, and it could be applicable to kids that are teenagers that are finding it. You know, sometimes it's difficult to, to translate math into real-world issues, but through this we can put put a character in a game and then say, well, if you solve this issue, mm. if, you, if you solve some sort of trigonometric issue, you can go to the next level and, and perhaps push the child to, to apply it in that way. This is intuitively, I think it's quite pleasing to think of gaming like that. 
Uh, what are some of the remaining challenges uh, you face in regards to determining a, a clear causal link uh, with, with some of these findings? Well, one of the key things, of course, for, for causation is uh, you, you, would need to, you would need, obviously, to have a study that looks at... Um, uh, there's two ways. Of course, you can have a, a treatment group and a control group, and the control group would have to be a bunch of kids, for example, that have never been exposed to games. And that sounds pretty impossible. So another way would be to have uh, longitudinal data. And in that way, if you imagine you have a child writing down uh, how much time they're spending on games and you watch this, you observe a bunch of children through time. And then you can basically see whether uh, playing a game at time uh, today, for example, has an effect on performance Mm. tomorrow. However, it's not that clear cut in any sense because, as I mentioned earlier, uh, kids that are a little bit more able at school may like games a little bit more because they like the challenge. So it could be possible that kids that are at school love being challenged and they love studying and they go home. They like really challenging games as well. And as a result, they're always doing that. So causation is always going to be a contentious issue with this, as it is in many, many educational economics as well as labor economics studies. Well, this is a fascinating study indeed. Uh, Professor Paulso, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much.